tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langser. Hey, it's January 20th. First time we're doing this of the new year, 2021. Uh, I can't believe we've taken, taken such a long break, but we're back. Yeah, we're you know what? I, knew we, I knew we'd get to it sooner or later. We'd be back in the mix. So here we are, Mastering Mitzvahs. I'm Mike Langsner. I got two of my very dear friends and business partners, Dylan Weissman and Jordan Marshall. We're back. We're back with some energy now that we got a little break, right? I like it. We are. I'm feeling energized. How you feeling, Dill? I, I feel great. I shaved my beard for the first time in six weeks. I lost like 18 pounds because I got rid of all the hair on my on my face. <laughs> so things things are good, man. And, and we got we got uh, events to do this weekend. We got things to talk about. It's. Uh, we went through a, a very long, um, slow holiday season, which is very weird for us. So I'm, I'm excited to be back uh, in the saddle and, and mixing it up with you guys. Let's do it. Agreed. So agreed. 79. That's crazy. Um, and we're going to talk about the one thing that's really been plaguing our industry and ourselves. I, I hate the word plague, but I'm going to use it, is you know the toughest decision that all of our clients are dealing with right now is do we postpone, do we cancel, or do we proceed? And we're going to take a little twist here and give you the top four reasons that we could think of on, on why to proceed and not cancel. You guys down? I love it. I, I Yeah, and I think that it's really important to start off by saying that throughout this entire pandemic um, and, and just the turmoil that's happened both in the world and, and in, um, in our industry and, and with our families um, – we cannot be more sympathetic. Um, you know, this, it, it sucks. And we're in the business of making awesome memories with happy feelings and, and you know, these great, these great experiences. And we haven't gotten a chance to do that. It's been really dark and really gloomy. And we understand where you're coming from and we sympathize. And today we're hoping to breathe a little bit of life back into that event planning process because we've seen a turn uh, in, in at least our industry and at least our clients. We've seen a turn and we want to share it with you guys. I mean, for, from my perspective, we had a great week this week with families calling us up saying, let's get back in this thing. And that's what prompted this yep. podcast. Mike? Yeah, let, let's also say this. We're 10 months into the pandemic. A vaccine is now here. The, you know, the shots are uh, making their way out pretty quickly. Um you know, the, the, the term herd immunity, we're getting closer to it, I guess. You know, I, none of us are, uh, you know, scientists here by any stretch. But um, we're on our way out. And what we find discouraging is when people are calling whose events are 10 months away. I mean, think about how far we've come in the last 10 months. Right. To then people who are calling concerned, I don't know about what to do. My party's 10 months from now. So what we really want to focus on is understanding a safe and ensure like our goal is to still give you safe advice and and sound advice so we're recording this january 20th the truth is we know that january february march the colder months it's going to be hard to have events you know we don't want to force you into something that isn't right but let's talk april may june and later when it gets warmer 
all those people that are calling, what should I do? What should I do? You know, should I cancel? Should I downsize? Should I postpone? Should right. I, you know, and, and I, I'm going on a little tangent here, but think about all the, I, here's what prompted this to me is I'm thinking about all the people that have called us and, you know, the, 10 months ago they canceled and now they're like regretting it. I wish I just did it in the spring. I wish I used my summer months when I could. Um, right. So let, let's talk about that. And the very first point I want to talk about was from our friends, the Berg family, uh, who were on our podcast several months ago. They did a summer event. They pivoted. They went from the hotel event uh, that they had planned to doing a party at the beach. Dylan, you and I were there and they became our best friends and, and we coined the hashtag do it for the kids. So that that is goal and reason number one, why not to cancel? Do it for the kids. Agreed. Let's talk insight on that. Jordan, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where you're throwing it to, but you know what? Mike, it's, <laughs> it's, it's such a great hashtag and it's such a, it really is, I think the forefront of our topic and, you know, being a company, uh, us as, as, you know, explosive entertainers, uh, again, you know, uh, you know, whether it's science or our professional opinion, I think we, we've been involved in this entire trend from the get. And I think we're one of the companies that have done a pretty good job of being out and about and in the forefront. So we want to make sure that, you know, everything is come back towards our guest of honor. That's really where all of our, I'd say our excitement for events, whether they're inside, outside, at a hotel, in the middle of a park, you know, that's the shining light. So, you know, these times are crazy and it is easy to kind of maybe get a little bit away from, you know, the idea of family and, and worry might, might click in a little bit. And how am I going to do this? What am I going to do? But keeping, you know, your kids in the forefront and realizing that this is a lifetime event. This happens at, at the age of 13 and, and should still be handled around that age. You know what I mean? Like we have families that are literally, you know, forced to push back this event by months, by years. I mean, we, I, we had a client yesterday, Jamie and myself, you know, that rescheduled their event that we're doing in Boston for 2023. So, you know, I give them a, a ton of credit as a family to, to, you know, keep the fire burning. They're still excited about it. You know, we're doing our best to keep them going. But I think that if you could really keep your kids in the forefront and realize that this is a milestone for them at their 13th, you know, year um, and consider in the Jewish religion, the next biggest day is technically supposed to be their wedding, right, Dale? So we got to, we got to make it happen. So, so, We've done a, a handful of events and, you know, we're very proud of the fact that we've been able to provide alternatives to our, our clients, both wedding, mitzvah and corporate. Um, but one of the things that I want to touch on, Mike and Jordan, is the fact that when we talk about doing it for the kids, um, they deal with so much crap. Okay, whether it be the pressures of online or 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 virtual hybrid learning, um, whether it be the uh, cancellation of their favorite clubs, sports, or activities, um, not going away to summer camp, all of those things are are just piling up on our kids these days, and they need an outlet. They need to be Agreed. able to express um, those those pent up emotions in the in the form of having something that they can celebrate. The good news that derives. Um, you know, your, those feelings of family. And I think that these events did that for us for a lot of, for a lot of different ways. And the fact that they went to a, a halt, um, I think did a number on our families and, and our kids psyche. So when we, when I think about some of the families we've done with like the birds and, and families along that line, um, I think about how excited they were both in the planning phases once they decided they're going to go with this thing. Um, and then also the day of, right? So the parents watching their kids be excited about something for the first time in a long time was a big deal. It was a really, really big deal. And then furthermore, 
it was only validated again by the fact that their kids shined in those moments and they did it safely and they did it, um, you know, with poise and tact uh, among all fronts, but they were excited. And I haven't had a single family yet who decided to do something that regretted it. And, and I think and, in a great way. And, and Dylan, just to tag on to what you're saying, man, those are such great points. I feel like the excitement was purely based off of the, the child and the family alone, you know, think about it when we're, you know, designing, you know, these boutique mitzvahs, you know, before, you know, COVID and pandemic enhancements play a, a big thing, a theme, like what, what's the theme going to be? What are the colors? All of these items that you almost like you forget about at this point and it dials back to actual human beings and electricity and energy. And, and it goes back to almost, you know, entertainment 101 where the packages don't have to be loud and lavish and crazy it's it's it, they should be fueled by a really great time with friends and family and and have great narration and great music so you can almost dial it back to talent again which is great which i love uh the la last point of this specific item i want to chat about is the term uncertainty that just hovers all over us dylan you just kind of said the family is now excited to plan and they're excited to celebrate this world of uncertainty actually is gone in regards to planning when they finally settle down and say, I am doing a party. It is going to be at a beach or it is going to be in my backyard or whatever the pivot becomes, the uncertainty is gone. And I think that's the biggest stress on the families that just keep prolonging because you know, they're prolonging for what, till when, at what location. Like they just cannot sit down and grab a, a, a solid plan, a solid game plan. So um, to get rid of the uncertainty, to celebrate for the guest of honor, um, to see the smiles on that kid's face or, or children's face, if it's, you know, B'nai, B'nat, it just makes so much sense. Yep. And, and, and that's kind of where I was going is the fact that you, once you solidify that, you know that you're having something happy come along uh, your desk and, and your, and, uh, your family's calendars and whatnot. And it, it brings me up to after it's all done, there's not a single family that we've worked with over this, you know, this stretch of time that has been rescheduling and canceling and moving forward with events. The ones that have done it have not regretted a single thing. And it's because of points like that, where it gave them something to be excited about. And that's, that's tip number two or, or reason number two of our four reasons. The first reason being we're going to do it for our children. They need something good in their lives and we're going to help provide that for them in a safe and meaningful way. But number two is we're going to, we're going to be our own fortitude and we're going to do it without regrets. Um, right. We understand that you have to um, make challenging decisions and it may not be what you originally thought it was going to be, but doing something is better than doing nothing or sitting Agreed. and waiting for something to change. Uh, I think as entrepreneurs, we can all agree that we create our own destiny. We um, you know, pen our own deliverance. We bring ourselves to our own space. And I think that's very true for our families too, is the families who have put on a full head of steam and moved forward and, and bulldozed their way through this thing are the ones who are having the most fun, who are the ones who are living without regret on this side. And they're doing it with the mindset of, we're going to do it safely, we're going to do it well, and we're going to do it uh, without regrets. Uh, and, Jordan? Uh, yeah, I was going to say too, Dale, think about how, how much better quality of life is too when you have a plan of attack. Like, you know, you're you're getting ready to go on a big vacation in six months. So, you know, hey, I want to get in the gym, maybe eat a little more healthy. I'm excited. I'm motivated. You know, we're in a time right now where unfortunately, you know, the the lifetime celebrations and having something to aim for or, or a goal that you're going to carry through, you know, you're not even sure if it's going to happen or it can. So by 
just going forward with actually with your plans and, and putting something on the calendar and saying, hey, we're going to work together to achieve this. I think it's going to make the entire quality of life for everything that you're representing, you know, whatever your daily life is, just better and, and more energized and, and more positive. Like, if we, we, we each are looking at each point a little bit differently. And I, I think when I hear, you know, future regrets, I'm, I'm picturing the family that has two or three children. And, you know, why did one child get to have a party and then the second child didn't? And, you know, yeah, you could blame it on the pandemic, but, you know, you're going to look back 20 years from now when, when the child is an adult. And are you going to regret not having something, not not celebrating to some extent? And again, we, we're going to we might catch a little slack from this, you know, podcast on people saying, well, it's just not safe. And, and I think we've all realized there are certainly safe ways to go about celebrating, whether it's a virtual platform, whether it's an outdoor venue, uh, you know, whether face masks are, you know, mandated. There are safe ways to go about celebrating. And the party doesn't have to be that original event. In fact, I, I got an email just the other day that says my son, and I, I think about it when I read these, my son, who's 12 years old, said unless he can't, unless he can have the party the way originally envisioned with 200 people with MC Jordan. He doesn't want it. Is it the, I guess the question I have is, is it okay to allow a 12 year old to make that life changing decision based on facts that they don't really know? Uh, you know what? It's such a, it's, I feel like it's such a gray area too, Mikey. Um, it, it's probably an ongoing question that we're going to, you know, we could talk about forever, but I do think that, you know, having your son or daughter being a pivotal part of this event is crucial. But when it comes down to the decision making, I do feel that that is something that as a parent, you know, um, that should be, you know, their decision, you know, like, is this proper? Can we do this? You know, can we celebrate this within some sort of realm of, you know, my son's 13th birthday when this would be, you know, he doesn't want to do this when he's 15. Uh, you know, I, I, we, I can totally sympathize with that. So he, here's my thought. Okay. And I'm going to put it, I'm going to phrase it two ways. Uh, and I've used this in the sales pitch before about why to do bar about this in general. Um, when you have the birth of a child, you share the moment with the child and the parents. It's about both of them collectively. When you have birthdays with young children, it's great, but it's, it's, it's short-lived. It's short-lived. Like you don't remember every single birthday that you've ever done. When you celebrate a wedding, it's a union thing. So you're not sharing the spot or you're sharing the spotlight with your spouse. When you celebrate a bar or bat mitzvah, it is the one true grandiose gesture of celebrating a single individual's accomplishments. And for that reason alone, it can't be supplemented with, and I could get heat for this as well, with a trip or with right. um, you know a, 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 a weekend skiing. Because you're not going to immortalize that portion of it, okay? When you talk about the religious journey that it takes to be a bar or bat mitzvah, there's so much that goes with it, including just growth. And the party celebration aspect signifies that appreciative accomplishment. Where when you go on a trip, will that individual, the bar or bat mitzvah honoree, feel the sense of spotlight and accomplishment? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb and say no, but I don't know. I agree too. Dude. I mean, like you could like, we have families all the time that say, Hey, we're going to go to Israel. And I think that's a great way to represent your, your bar about mitzvah. So if you were to actually take that trip specific and you know, it's a little bit different than going skiing or, you know, going to Disney for a week or, you know, something like that. If you're actually going to, you know, 
to visit, you know, your heritage and, you know, relatives and just to see, you know, where the whole, you know, uh, idea of Judaism, uh, you know, kind of comes from that. That's what's up. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of chuckling because we actually haven't heard that excuse in 10 months, but we used it's to. It's true. It's true. I know you're right. But I mean, like, that's the one thing where like, if people are like, Hey, we're going to Israel, you know, I, I'm, I'm with that. You know, I think that that well, can, can well, but, but going, but going to a, a cruise in the Cancun or, or, you know, a beach trip like that. I don't know if that necessarily, uh, you know, memorializes the, the individual, accomplishments of right. that of, of that 13 year old or the 14 year old so so i i may challenge you guys to think about some of the events you've done in the last 10 months and i did a drive-by mitzvah um i don't know two months ago and it was chilly out in fact i'll, I'll say it was cold out but it was so much fun and um that party was for twins um gabby and lexi if i remember the names correctly they had so much fun and it was not the original plan um, in fact, even the whole drive-by aspect of it kind of got derailed a little bit because people were enjoying themselves so much that they got out of the car and they had fun. But you know what? To see a group of maybe 50 or 60 people all in all smiling, enjoying themselves, you know, a, a lot of them hadn't seen each other in ages. It was absolutely worth the celebration that they planned or, or replanned as opposed to the cancellation. And that that's the big goal in this podcast you know, don't cancel, do something. And, you know, this, this particular family that I'm referring to probably was going to spend somewhere in the grand scheme of 50 grand all in between photo, video, DJ, venue, food, decorations. They might've gotten away with a $2,500 event. And you know what? They now have a lasting memory of that date. They have some pictures, they have some memory um, and there's no more uncertainty. It's done. Like they're not prolonging. So I so, so great, great kudos for what they chose to do. And this almost also pairs, guys. Don't forget, this. There's, there's one thing that's happening here. You have a family that is looking to go forward and do something. And like you said, definitely kudos to that. But this is also, you know, finding the right vendors that are going to help you accelerate that day and make it something special and make sure that you, you know, you selected the right entertainment, the proper photographer, videography, like people that have been out and about. And that's, and I, uh, you know, maybe I'm beating a dead horse, but as one of the companies that have been in it from the get, like us, I think we've seen a lot through these 10 months to really be able to guide our clients in the right direction. Actually, Jordan, with that, I just, I want to add one thing before we go to the next point, talking about future regrets, the families that keep prolonging are running into complications. They call their venue, their venue is not available on their new date or their, you know, the photographer's not, and then they have to find another photographer or, so, you know, something just you, the stars don't easily align when you're rescheduling and rescheduling and rescheduling. So, you know, something has to give their first choice of MC is not available. Their venue, maybe the dress no longer fits the theme or the season. You know, all of these things just become future headaches. So, again, eliminate regrets, celebrate sooner than later. I think that's the big point here. So, so we have we have we have do it for your children. They deserve it. They need a win in their life right now. And they've gone 10 months without, a, you know, a public win. They deserve a win. Uh, you're going to, at least from our experience, and you can take our word for it, you are you get to do it and you won't have regrets about it. Yeah. Um, and that's really, really important. Um, the, the next one, guys, is um, is a little bit uh, more hard. It's, it's difficult to talk about. And 
Um, I think I want to speak for us and the brand to say that we are resilient and we have, uh, you know, great poise and polish when it comes to this topic. But we have to talk about some of the legal obligations that come with canceling or postponing an event. And, uh, you know, it's a hard topic to talk about, but I think we need to spend some time doing it, Mike. Yeah, I, I was going to say it's a fragile topic um, and, you know, ha- needs to be handled with tact. But, you know, from a contractual standpoint, a client, you enter a contract with, again, venue, photographer, DJ, makeup person, everybody, go down the list. You're saying, I agree to do something with you. I agree to spend money with you. I agree to enter into this uh, arrangement with you. Then you've got said vendors who say, I agree to block out space for you. Um, I agree to invest time and effort um, and resources through the planning process. When you just say I'm canceling and you just wash your hands, all of a sudden, all of that invest time and effort And there's a lot of it in advance that often isn't valued the way it should be, just goes to, it it just goes away. And, 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 you know, that time and effort is, is a a hard thing to put a number on, but it's, you know, wasted. And it's, it's, Mike, it's a really good point actually, too, because I I feel that most clients, uh, both ours and, and out there in the event world, sometimes forget that there is so much development and event prep and, hours behind the wheel of developing concept and theme and walking through a backyard or walking through a venue. Um, you know, uh, maybe the client doesn't really know what other vendors to use and us as a professional, we're kind of being a pseudo planner for them as well. I think a lot of families sometimes just attribute our, our work time to the event time. And that's the five hours or four hours that we've yeah, D- Dylan, I asked you, sorry to cut you off Jordan, but I asked, Dylan, I asked Dylan the other day, how many hours do you think you invested with such and such family? And with right. hesitation, you said at least 40. And, you know, what? It, what is a professional event planner's consultation hourly rate worth? And think about that. You know, it, if, you're, if your value is only $50 an hour, and I believe it's far more than that, you know, what's, what's 50 times 40? You know, it's, that's a if that's If that's five hours a day, like, I mean, what are you? That's eight days and of work, a, you know, like – and not to mention, guys, like how many times have we as an ownership team, mm-hmm. uh, I call you up and say, I have this awesome family with this awesome concept. I need to bounce ideas off of you. And now it's not, you know, we get on a, a one-hour call about spitfiring these ideas. And this is before the party even booked so we can pitch these ideas. It's an hour of my time, an hour of your time, an hour of your time. And now we're at three man hours before the job even booked. So that all lumps in together. And I think that our families, um, for the most part, have been really receptive for the fact that. 90% of what we do is before the event even happens and they get and, that. And that's and all also, part of and, and, and we also love this part of the process too, Dale, right? Like yeah. this is the part that we we love about our job. Yeah. Yeah. We do, but so, and maybe that's why we hate when when it's taken from us. Cause you know, when you're when you're imagine building a house, you know, you're you're building the structure, you're building the foundation. And then right before you get to the point where you put the siding on, you knock it all down. Like, how frustrating. And that's a great analogy to this situation. So, so what this means for the families and the folks at home who are listening or, um, is you signed a contract with us um, and we have every intention of continuing to provide a level of service and we are doing everything that we possibly can 
to ensure that we endure the storm. And we've done a great job. And for someone like me who runs a lot of the financial reporting for us, and, and I sit with you guys every you know all the time and tell you how we're doing, we have weathered this storm really, really well. And because of those reasons, we're here to stay. We're not going anywhere. Um, but it's because we have a, a, a rock solid contract that we need to ensure that is respected and upheld, even though we as a company are being flexible. Mike? Well, I, I think, you know, that's where the vendors are willing to be bend their contracts to change the look of it. Hey, we'll do a backyard party. We'll do a drive-by. You know, we don't have to do the original contracted service or at the original venue or the original date or time. But we still, you know, we still request that you do something with us because we've already blocked out that date. And, you know, I, I've heard the argument, well, everybody has to cancel. You know, it, it's it's not safe. But the point is, you know, we gave you this date, you're canceling, but we could have given somebody else the date who would choose, I'm still going to move forward. So, you know, we're still at a loss. I mean, we keep saying, no matter what we do, it's a lose, lose, lose situation. And, you know, it's just how much are we willing to lose? How much can we yeah. afford to lose? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, consider, consider if we were any other business, um, like a, a grocery store, people can still come in and buy groceries during this time. But what if you had a grocery store where people are saying, I'm not going to buy from your grocery store because it's not safe, even though all measurable aspects of this provide us with the ability to be safe to buy from us. I mean, now we're just sitting here waiting for something to change and, and the things that can change is our mindset. So um, that's that's really where we can can bring to life and breathe to life something super creative and super uh, exciting. And you know, and, I, I, I want to say one more thing uh, before Jordan jumps back in is, you know, the impact that these families have on small business, you know, you, you, Black Friday was such a great time in America because everyone really invested back into small business and the holidays, people believed in small business services though, like ours and photographies and, and, you know, they're not looked at as often as a small business. You know, it's easy to say, Hey, I'm not going to shop this year on, on Amazon for the, my Christmas gifts, or I'm not going to, you know, buy from target this, you know, this month. But when it comes to a small business, every dollar spent really makes a big impact and every dollar being requested back in a cancellation can shatter a small business. So, you know, I, I, I hate that we're talking about such a fragile topic, but I think it needs to really be it. And, and Jordan, you were going to add something? Yeah, I, I really just want to tag onto it for everybody watching, you know, all, all of our, you know, loyal listeners and clients and clients to be. And even if you just check out this podcast on the flip, we're the three of us, um, you know, are here to tell you that events are happening and that, you know, pe by people saying that, hey, it's not safe to party. You know, there are, like we were saying in the beginning of the cast, there are definitely safe ways and guideline ways that we can go about celebrating. And that's what we're really here to do and really here to say. I mean, it's been, you know, just about a year and, you know, we've been in it from the get. I said it before during the, at the beginning of the cast, like we were right in the beginning with great social presence, trying to keep the atmosphere up, try to keep people's spirits lifted and show them that, you know, you can still party, you can still have a great time. And back then, I think it was a little bit more on along the level of like, hey, let's you know stay inside, let's observe these guidelines. But at this point, parties are getting back into effect, and you know people are doing things. I just celebrated. It wasn't a, a direct mitzvah, but I just did an outdoor Hanukkah celebration right before the holiday, and it was such a great event. Um, it was up in North Jersey. We took over an entire parking lot in Montclair, and we put on 
a Hanukkah festival for two hours with a huge video wall and giant LED lit stages. And they brought in a motocross, a BMX bike show. Talk about the most random of random things to be seen in the middle of a Hanukkah party. Um, but, you know, you could totally pivot that exact formula into a super cool outdoor mitzvah. You know, you have a, uh, a young man who likes, you know, biking or being outside. It's a great show. And it was socially distanced and, you know, watching people turn up from their sunroofs and having their hands out. And I mean, it was, we had to get really creative, but it's happening and people are celebrating. So, you know, definitely get with it and, and try to uh, try to celebrate guys. Go so, for it. so let's, let's recap for a second. Cause we said that this was, you know, four reasons to not cancel or put the um, we said, number one, we want to do it for our kids. They deserve something good in their lives. Number two is the longer you push it out, the more opportunity you have to regret your decisions. Let's get this thing done so you can live without regrets. Uh, number three is the respect for the small business and the contracts that you entered with those businesses. They're ready to perform a service. You are able and legally, at least at this point in both of our relative markets, you are legally able to, to do what we're asking to do or what you're requiring of us to do. And we're ready to do that for you safely. Or, or what you've originally asked us to do. <laughs> right. Um, number four is um, we have been so distant. And like I know for my side of things, like I have a small baby. She's six months old, about to be seven months old. And she has spent very little time with my parents because of how we want to make sure everyone stays safe. I want my child to know her grandparents and the opportunities to gather with friends and family are so few and far between because on a whim, we used to be able to just go and have dinner and now we can't. So the opportunity for gathering of friends and family needs to be deliberate. It needs to be done safely and it needs to be done with conviction. And because of the deliberate uh, you know, fortitude of going forward, a mitzvah celebration is a great way to kind of tie that in is because you're going to have something deliberate. You're going to have processes and plans in place to get everyone there safely, continue to be safe. And it's not on a whim. So because of that, you now get to gather with friends and family safely. And I think that's a really, really big point of the reason not to cancel because you don't know when you could do it again on a whim. So now you're coming back together deliberately on the calendar circled, hey, I'm going to be safe on this day. Mike? There are, in my opinion, a handful of people in your inner circle that may not make it because they're truly concerned and they're truly um, uh, quarantining the way that a quarantine has been designed. But I would say probably 90% of the people that you want there, and I stress you know, the, the, who you want there, will come out for you and they will celebrate. And as long as you plan it in a safe fashion, they'll feel safe. And, you know, I'll go back to the virtuals and I'll go back to these drive-bys. I mean, some of the, some virtual events that we have done have been hybrids of in-person or not in-person and they've been fun. And, and again, the uncertainty is gone when you, when you celebrate, you give the honor to the celebrant and, and let them enjoy their day. Um, and of everything that we've done in the last 10 months, whether it's virtual or in person, the guests that have participated have been so thankful to be part of something. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, that, that's a big, big, big part of it. Um, you know, and I think shame on us for not mentioning yet, but today is inauguration day, you know, and, and we're actually recording during the, inauguration as it's going on to so kind of some poor timing, but 
you know, we're not going to get into the politics at all, but Inauguration Day is a clean start and a fresh start. And I think that that's what we need to approach 2021 with as well. Um, you know, we need to move forward, you know, simply put. I love that, Mike. And, and guys, you know, for everybody out there, all of our clients, everybody watching, we encourage you guys to keep the party going, party on, party hard with all of your hearts. And we're going to help you guys on the back end find a completely safe and socially distanced way of doing it. Um, it you guys, we, we need it. You know, everybody needs it as, as a world, as a culture. Uh, you know, good times need to start to be, you know, shed upon everybody as human beings. So. I think you, uh, you need a reason to shave your face, right? You need a reason to get dressed up again. Hey, my, my beard's super short now, too. I'm wishful thinking. So we're, we're all in it. You know, we, we all miss the, the good meals of these events. I mean, <laughs> you know, not only us as the professionals, but think, <laughs> think about it as a attending guest. You know, how much you love cocktail hour. You know, what, what was the last time an attending guest got to enjoy a cocktail or a Viennese table? Like, you know, there were... We take for granted, but you got to think about that. These are some perks to being a guest that, you know, we need to start experiencing again. I know Dylan and I will take full advantage of that at our wedding this weekend. <laughs> we are doing we are doing a we wedding are. together this weekend. We and are. They are so excited to be a part of it. And I'm actually going to sit down and, and do some music. Jordan, it's been a while since we got to do something together. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, okay. I, I want to give a bonus tip because we love our families. And, and I think that it came up in conversation, but I want to give a bonus tip. So, so uh, before we do that, and we're going to wrap it all up because we're up against our timestamp here. Um, do it for your kids. Tip number one, you do it for your kids. They need something fun in their life. Number two is when you plan something and you do it with all your heart, you're not going to have regrets as opposed to the definite possibility of having a regret of not doing it. Number three, the respect for the vendors and the, and the venues and the contracts that you engage with beforehand Look, we got to make sure that we keep some level of continuity across the board, even though we are being extraordinarily understanding and flexible. Number four, the opportunity to gather with friends and family on a deliberate scale so you can do it safely is something that's few and far between. And last but not least, and Jordan mentioned it earlier, is the fact that you now, for the first time in a really long time, get to be trendsetting. You get to be unique, you get to be creative, and no one will forget your front yard bat mitzvah. No one will forget your drive-by, right. no one will forget your parking lot party. And if you go into it with the mindset that I get to be creative and unique, you will get creative and unique. And for that reason, how often, Jordan and Mike, do we get in our planning meeting saying, I want to do something different, I want to do push the envelope, I want to you know, do something bigger, better, crazy. By May of a Bar of a bar bat mitzvah season that started in September, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. By May, they've seen the same song and dance. They want something different. You have the opportunity right this second to do something very different, and I encourage all of our families to do it. Uh, can I mic drop? What, what are you? Well said. <laughs> Nothing left. Hey, party on purpose, people. Party on purpose. That was a that, that was a good political speech right there, Dylan. It's good man. I vote. Uh, I got my vote. vote. Got my president. Got my vote. <laughs> Um, so there you have it, guys. Uh, Mastering Mitzvahs, episode 79. We encourage you not to cancel your event. And if you want to hear more about what we got going on and more to cook with us, uh, check us out on xeevents.com. All things explosive at xeevents uh, on all things social. And you can check out our podcast, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and Stitcher. Much more to come. 2020 is behind us. 2021 is in our forefront. Mike Langzer, Jordan Marshall, Dylan Weissman. What else? Anything? You took the words out of my mouth, man. 
Guys, have a great week. Enjoy the rest of it, and we'll catch you guys next time.